Hi, I'm Jason, the creator of The Grey Rooms. Well, here we are, season two. And what an episode to start it off with. We have been working our butts off to deliver the highest of quality podcast experiences you can find. And we went through a bunch of story submissions, and although it was tough, and trust me it was, we were able to narrow it down to the final list that makes up this season. We hope you enjoy listening to this as much as we have enjoyed creating it. We also have updates coming to our website and to other social media. We have also updated our Patreon page. This entire endeavor is funded from our subscribers over there. And this season has taken a huge step forward because of their support. We are so very grateful for each and every one of them. If you would like to join our Patreon and support The Grey Rooms, then please jump over to patreon.com forward slash The Grey Rooms today. This episode is brought to you by all of our lovely patrons who stuck with us during the downtimes, and to show our appreciation, we will list all of them here today. So this episode is brought to you by, in alphabetical order, Amy Nikolai, Arthur Unk, Austin Furman, Brad Bone, Brian Black, Brooks Bigley, C.L. Bishop, Cassie Bertit, Kaylee Tolles, Charlotte Norup, Debbie Furr, Denise Pinto, Elizabeth Dowell, Godzilla Eyes, Hale Scherf, Isabel Diedrichs, Jason Porras, Jeremy Schaefer, Jim Powell, J.M. Scherf, John, John Grills, Joseph Holliday, Justin Thulu, Kathleen Clyde, Kelly Bear, Lockstar, Lucas Hibbard, Maggie Rogers, Matt, Michael Beckwith, Michael Velez, Patrick Mealy, Patrick Stewart, Rachel Lamb, Risky Coffee, Sky Isa, Stephanie, Sarah Zartolona, Sarah Ruth Thomas, Scott Savino, Scotty, and Trigvi Christensen. Thank you so much for your support. We really wouldn't have been able to do this without it. Now, on to the episode. You awake. The elevator is small and cramped. There is a strange old man. He's mumbling. You hear a ding, and he forces you out. You're lost. You have no memory of this place. How did you get here? Where are you? It doesn't matter. Because now, you belong to the Grey Rooms.
Season 2, Episode 1. I feel... Ugh. <sighs> I can't remember where I am. I'm in an elevator. That's probably why everything feels like it's dropping. Okay. Great job, Sam. But why are you in an elevator? And... Uh, why do you remember an elevator but not who you are? Nice morning, isn't it? Sorry for disturbing your peace and quiet, miss. We're almost at the first floor and you told me to let you know. Who are you? Name's Todd. I, uh, I work at the hotel. You look confused. I usually see that look on people's faces when they finish their dinner and look shocked, you know? Like, I can't believe I ate the whole thing! <laughs> uh, did, did you have your breakfast in your room? He sounds like he knows me. Also, talks too much. I'm sorry, miss. What was that? Nothing. Uh, sorry. I'm just... Look, 
I know this sounds stupid, but I don't remember much about what happened before we started talking. Isn't that strange? Very. Well, looks like we're here. Uh, thank you? Hmm? For what? Uh, helping me? Oh, you poor, poor thing. I'm not helping you. Quite the opposite. <clears throat> Can you uh, please step off, miss? I have to go back up. I'm, uh, really confused. Yes, that's nice. Uh, be confused outside the elevator, please. I must go back up. Okay, okay, I'm... Wow, that was rude. But, okay, I guess I'm here. Wherever here is. Old architecture, marble floors. Huh. It's actually really beautiful. I can probably see this being why I'm here. I think. I just... Whoa. That fountain. Oh, it looks like... What book was it again? Jonah? The guy that got eaten by the whale. Or maybe I'm thinking Moby Dick. The guy does look pretty upset that it's trying to kill him. Huh. Actually, I think I'd really like to sketch this thing. To think that someone poured out their soul in that stone. Even took the time to partially design that ship. Yep, definitely Moby Dick. Sorry, Jonah. Too advanced for you. Wait! That's the front desk behind the fountain. Ah, oh, he'll have some answers. Then I can get out of here. Excuse me, sir? No, no. That's not right. Where is it? I'm really getting the impression that I don't matter to anyone that works here. Well, there's a bell. I guess I'll change that. Just pushing. <coughs> the bell make you feel better. If it gets your attention and gets me answers. You don't remember how you got here. You don't know where you are. You don't know who you are. You want to leave. That pretty much sum it up? Yes, actually. How did you know? Who are you? You're in the Grey Rooms. It's a hotel this time. An old one, and I am in charge. Your name is Samantha Winters. You can't leave. I know everything, and as for who I am, my actual name you wouldn't like, but uh, he called me Bob. I wouldn't like Bob? No, my actual name. Never mind. But that's not really important, is it? 
I said some other things that should bother you. Like the fact that you'll never leave. Uh, I know. I was getting ready to ask why? The Grey Rooms has one purpose. To end you. Every day we're going to do this. You will come to me and I will show you this book over here. You will pick one of two rooms. One will lead to your torment. The other will lead to your salvation. How does that sound? <laughs> it sounds horrible. How do I get out? I just told you. Pick the right room. No, I mean, there's an exit out of your hotel right there. Doors and everything. What's stopping me from walking out and never understanding how I got here in the first place? You'll die. I guess if you think about it, you technically have three doors to choose from. But this one, I guarantee that you will die. Really? What's out there? Is there some kind of monster? You can always find out. But I warn you, it will hurt. You are a strange person, Bob. You do know that it's illegal, whatever you're doing. Really? Is someone going to stop me? The police, I would imagine. Oh, right. Well, we wouldn't want that. Anyhow, it's about time you pick a room. Let's take a look, shall we? I'm going to step outside, Bob. <sighs> okay. I wish I didn't tell you that was my name. You're starting to remind me of someone else. I really don't know what's going on here, but that guy is insane. He doesn't seem like he has any intentions of hurting me, but I have to get out of here. Okay, Samantha, pull yourself together. Just open the door and... It opened. I can smell the fresh air. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, man. To think I felt creeped out from that idiot. Oh. Cars? You'd think there would be cars out here. You'd think there would be people? How am I out in this city and there's nothing? There isn't even a bird. What the... Okay. First person I see looks like the Grim Reaper. What is wrong with this place? Where the hell am I? I gotta... Hi, Sam. Uh... Hi? I'm the warden. Bob probably mentioned me, right? Uh, no. Pfft, seriously? Probably still burned up about how I pissed on Raymond's body. <laughs> this idiot got fried by the electric chair and... <laughs> I couldn't resist, you know? Ah well, so here's the deal. I get to kill you. Yay. Um, can't I just go back in the hotel? What? No way. That's not fun. And it's too late. So, uh, how we want to do this? Acid? Explosives? Liquefaction? No! Just stay away from me! I'm... I'm going to go! Leave me alone! I see that you're starting to cry. 
doesn't feel real, does it? It's okay. Maybe I'll just use an old favorite. You like chainsaws? I think I got one here. Let me see if I can find it in my robes. Where is it? I wish I didn't give that nail gun away. of the time because I'm lazy. But hey, wanna meet Mr. Chainsaw? Mr. Chainsaw, say hello. And now I must grant you your torment, my lady. Say goodbye to your skin, your life, and a hell of a lot of blood. Chainsaw to cut you right up. <laughs> that wasn't a dream, miss. That was your glorious execution, that was. <laughs> now, if you ask me, and I know you are, but if you were, I would probably choose a room next time and then. Welp, <laughs> time is up. Please get out. Welcome back. Thanks. I... I think I need to pick a room. What? You don't want to fight anymore? Come on now. You had a lot more to say to me last time. Just... I'll pick a room, okay? I'm tired. I still feel it in my head. What he did to me, I... I remember. For what it's worth, I'm sorry. I did tell you to avoid that. The Warden is a little... unhinged. But you also had to find that out for yourself, so I'm not sorry as well. I'm about 50-50. Maybe 60 on the Warden's side. It's hard to say. What do you want from me? To die. Then, to be honest with you? Of course. 
You're as horrible as he is. Can I pick a room now? Yes. Yes, of course. We have a room styled after the Wild West, and a room styled after... Oh... Genghis Khan. That part of history always interested... He was a sadist. I'll take the first one. Sadist, huh? Interesting. Can you please sign your name in my book? Right here, under room 692, Jailbird. Thank you very much. Now, if you'll just head back to that elevator and enjoy your stay at the Grey Rooms, Miss Winters. Hello again, miss. Looks like you have yourself a key. Yeah. And then what? What happens? Well, <laughs> you see. Kind of a little adventure. <laughs> well then, uh, <laughs> back here if you die, miss. I'm stuck here, aren't I? Most likely, miss. Uh, but... You get to see my shining face every time you wake up. That's gonna mean something, right? No, darling. You're just as bad as the rest of them. Death encircled me once more and I invited him closer with a gunshot. This is a bank robbery. Not entirely unlike the ones your little ones read about in their colorful dime novels. However, my equally obscured friend here and I are very real. And these here pistols are not a fabrication. We humbly ask that you do not waste our bullets nor our time. And politely suggest that you toss all your valuables in the bag as it is presented to you. This is preposterous. You miserable cretins will hang for this. I'll pay for the rope myself. Ow! You need to be quiet, Porkington, or else you'll be making the second biggest mistake of your soon-to-be-overlapped since informing the barber you wanted the haircut of a horse molester. 
fact of the matter, I want everyone minus the tellers to join your rotund representative here and have a rest on the floor. Tellers, please do not force me to explain what you need to be doing at this moment in time. How are we looking over there? Happy birthday, Uncle Sam! Woo! God damn it! I would have appreciated a bit more of a warning. Wouldn't we all? Now, if you can keep these beautiful people occupied just a few more moments, we'll be the two richest outlaws in the state. <laughs> in the meantime, why don't you tell them about that time you managed to defecate yourself riding a carousel and couldn't bring yourself to step off the contraption? Oh, could you please hurry the hell up back there? They'll be here any minute. Bag. Now. Just went round and round and No. No, 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 no. God damn it, no! Where is it? Sir, I don't run it. Ah! Where is the goddamn money? You stupid son of a bitch. Put your mask back on and let's go. We got a decent enough haul here. Oh, damn it. Uh, you two bastards won't get away with this. We've seen one of your faces. You'll hang for this, both of you! <sighs> now why'd you have to go and say something stupid like that, you old hen? Death decided to take me up on my invitation without reservation. Damn ungrateful immigrant. Just had to open your mouth. Melinda, what the hell are you doing? Drop him. Don't let him get away from us. Cole, kids saw our faces. Shoot him! Death made his dramatic exit. Oh, Christ! He almost got away, Cole. What did you do? Prolonged our hanging. You can thank me later by buying- He was a kid, Bell! He was a goddamn kid! <laughs> you finally drop a prickly pear, Cole? This is where you figure out you can't be clean on account of all the dirt? I wish you would do it. Wish you had. He was a kid. So were we. Did him a favor, you ask me. Goddamn heartless bitch. Worry about wringing my neck after we get away from the hangman's ropes first.
I'm running low on bullets, and this horse ain't winning any roses. Sacrifices must be made, and since I have the bag... My wits had tumbled out of my head like a cup of dice, already determining my fate. As my cough subsided with the fading light of the evening, gritty footsteps surrounded me amid shadows that seemed miles high and blocked out the sun. Ain't it like a woman to take the money and leave a man high and dry? <laughs> A series of hearty, obnoxious laughter introduced the butt of a rifle atop my thick skull, escorting me into unwanted slumber. I woke to darkness and the smell of dirt and rotten potatoes. My hands were bound behind me with coarse rope, and I could get whiffs of the cheap bathtub gin and snuff riding the breeze in my direction. I knew I wasn't alone. I don't suppose you could have washed this thing before slapping it on my head. <sighs> now, son, we can't go giving every low-life shit-kicker special treatment. Next thing you know, prisoners gonna be claiming things like rights. And that's just not fiscally feasible for the taxpayers. Now his voice was obvious, as was my situation. All I'm asking for is a sack that doesn't smell like your mother gave birth to you in it. I don't think you need it anymore, Sheriff. You heard him. Lose the bag. I felt a horse ride up beside me, and with a phantom tug on my head, Dangler's branch was unveiled to me, and a noose slid down around my neck. As the horse and rider trotted off, I was knocked off balance gently. Catching my footin', only to realize there wasn't much to be caught when standing on a wobbly tree stump no bigger than a dinner plate and no taller than my life at the moment. The noose was already chafing my neck. Well, best make this quick before nightfall. Court is in session. Cole Amson, your hearing has been scheduled for 4.35 p.m. I, Sheriff Gilliam, Deputy Yoke, and five deputized citizens of Whispering Oaks are witness to these proceedings. Deputy Yoke, please read aloud the charges. We're not gonna wait on the rest of the circus? Just clowns is kind of a letdown. Your wife still pulling duty as the bearded lady? Mr. Yoke, it appears Mr. Amsel's tongue is at risk of being removed from this court of law. If you would please be so kind as to quickly inform God above of Mr. Amsel's transgressions before that happens. Three accounts of vagrancy, five accounts of drunkenness, two accounts of horse theft, two accounts of rustling, one account of cheating at cards. I wasn't cheating. Fella got mad because he was downright pitiful with his tells. 
Not my fault he had a brow twitchier than a wind-up toy. One account of aggravated assault with a weapon? Okay, that one was partially my fault. I didn't have to pistol whip him. Arson. Or burn his wagon. Ten counts of disorderly conduct. Four counts of public drunkenness. Eight counts of trespassing. Nine counts of robbery. And one count of the murder of a 14-year-old, Andrew Chance. Hearing what could only be a piece of what I knew to be true about my life as an outlaw wasn't as sobering as being blamed for taking the life of a child. I didn't kill that goddamn kid. Belinda shot him, like she did the rest of them people. Well, seeing how she's not here, and you are, let's just make things easier and still say you did. God knows she'll be saying the same thing when she's in your spot a couple days from now, anyway. Best to play it safe. You know? She'll be here soon enough, only it'll be to cut me down. Maybe even have some money left from the robbery to head back into town and buy some time with your wife. Might need to borrow that sack, though, if you don't mind. You know, on account of the beard, I'm ticklish. My smart mouth welcomed the sheriff to ride over and ever so lovingly tapped the narrow, unreliable log holding me up. I almost fall then and there, pulling myself back up with my neck. Now I'd say that old piece of wood beneath your worn boots is more reliable than Belinda Horton. That yellow belly was on the horizon so fast. <laughs> Hell, I thought the sun was setting early when we caught your pitiful ass. <laughs> you know well as I do, she's good as gone. Ain't no woman on God's green earth gonna trade places with you. Especially on account of $47. Belinda could have had twice that, and I knew he'd still be right about her. $47 wasn't gonna last long at all for someone like Belinda. She was likely already settled up with someone more gullible than me, plotting another bank robbery far from here. Since I can downright guarantee bribery isn't going to be on that list, I can assume you're done, Deputy O. That does seem to be about everything. Good. Daylight is fading, so let's wrap this up quick. Mr. Cole Amsel, how do you plead to these charges? Gilliam, I hope a diseased coyote pisses in your mother's mouth while she's singing the national anthem in its entirety. Let the record show that the defendant pled guilty to all charges and all witnesses have accepted his plea. Cole Amsel, you will hang by the neck until dead, here at Dangler's Branch. Whereupon we will return for your corpse and bury it in an unmarked grave just out the town limits of Whispering Oaks. Should your body go uneaten? Uneaten? I didn't pay attention to the hills around us. You'll be regretting not having that bag on come nightfall. Best not to see them coming. There wasn't anything left to say, really. My actions had caught up to me, just like my pop, but in half the time and not as bright. A wet match, a dud fuse on a Roman candle. The sheriff motioned his men to move out, leaving him enough time to pierce my side before parting. Your father would have had half of us in the ground by now. 
I wanted to spit in his face, but there wasn't enough moisture in my mouth to make a decent attempt. So he just rode away, he and his merry mutts, off to hopefully get a matching rope around Belinda's neck. It was the only comfort I had left at the moment. Death encircled me once more, and he was invited closer with the sunset. The nearby robin's harmonic chirps were hypnotic in the sweltering heat. I would have passed out had a voice not snapped me to my senses. Do you have remorse for your actions? Sweat stung my eyes as I looked in every direction for the source of the voice. Simple question, really. I'm not too picky on the details. Just a simple yes or no will do me just fine. As I tried to find my unexpected guest, I briefly lost my footing, slipping enough to deprive myself a few moments of breathing. <gasps> my word! Please do be careful! I felt the force of a refreshing breeze accompany a gentle tug on the back of my shirt collar in a welcomed but ineffective attempt to help me back up. I was to my feet again, gasping for air when the helpful breeze came out from behind me and into my line of hindered sight. A bright robin flew to perch on the branch in front of me. Ah, oh, blessed be. You're still breathing. A rare, talking robin. The kind that only appear in this part of North America during a sunstroke. It really is a miracle. <coughs> I'm sorry, what is? You being a talking bird? <laughs> if you're alive, my dear boy. I know plenty that would beg differ, ma'am. Well, you did retain some manners after all. I knew it. Knew it? That you had a chance left. For what? Well, salvation, of course. Oh, I get it. Wolves are picking my carcass clean right now, and you're here to pass judgment. Or at the very least, make an assessment. I'm here for an answer to a question. It's not my place to pass judgment. <laughs> You'd be the first person I knew who didn't. Then again, you wouldn't be. On account of not knowing me? On account of the feathers, Chickadee. <laughs> you are such a smart aleck. Just like your father. Well, there you go. You knew my father, you know me. Amsel name speaks volumes. Now I'll kindly ask you to leave my head. Maybe send a pretty girl or some rainfall instead. But I haven't gotten an answer yet. Oh, Jesus, what was the question again? Do you feel remorse? For killing that kid? I didn't kill that kid. Oh, I know you didn't. I saw the whole thing. Good, then you know I'm innocent. Now, you can't say that with a rope around your neck and a straight face. I'm very good at poker, Bertie. I heard. Another reason you're here, correct? Look, if you got a point, make it, all right? I will arrive there soon enough. In fact, if you would simply stop being so resistant to my question, I could be assisting you. You want to free me? May I continue, or should I return to these beautiful skies in search of someone else who needs my help? Yes, 
Yes. Yes, ma'am. Continue, please. Good. Now, as I was saying, I know you didn't kill that Potter boy. Thank you. But you didn't save him either. What? Why didn't you save him? I... I, I don't rightly know. I, I thought... I thought he'd make it. Night fell upon the tree, leaving only daylight in the open plain nearby. And just as I thought of him, there was the kid. Running like he was underwater. Running away from me. Then Belinda's bullet moved slow enough past my head I could catch it. I felt the warm brass of the bullet grazing my fingertips. But if I reached out any further, I would slip off and... I let that kid die. I'm sorry? I blinked, and the vision had left me, returning me to Dangler's Branch. Only now it was night, and glowing eyes were dotting the hills. I was running out of time, and I wasn't sure how much that mattered anymore. Look, I know I'm not a good person, alright? And the truth is, I never will be. I've tried my best and never been more than half a good person. How do you mean? My mama loved me more than anyone ever will in this world. God loves you, boy. Not as much as Mama did. I needed more of her in my life. But I only ever got 50%, you see? All the manners, book learning, compassion, empathy. God! There's a limit when the other half of you is an Amsel. Your name doesn't define you. My Mama said the same thing. But when people find out you're an Amsel, whatever makes up the rest of you doesn't matter. You asked if I have remorse. I have regret. But I don't think they're the same thing. I have regret for the things that happened. The things I've done. But I also regret being a kid, not being able to walk around without people thinking my mama was scum for having a low-life degenerate for a son. She told me she knew who I was. That I knew who I was. And that's what really mattered. But it didn't help. My pop was a real son of a bitch who caused people real pain, real suffering. And no matter how much we tried to hide who we were, someone always found out. Then when they did what they did to her because of who she couldn't help loving, I took my 50% and I tried. But even when my pop hanged, it wouldn't stop. My mama's half wasn't strong enough. So I had to borrow some of the old man's. And life just got easier. Less resistance. And I didn't mind taking it out on the town that did her wrong for taking a name that wasn't hers. I'm so sorry no one was there to help you. The only one who could have after that didn't. But now I'm here to- When I saw that boy running, I saw me. I saw the years I had leading up to his age. And I hesitated because I felt sorry for him. I cursed Belle for saying it, but she was right. For no more time it took Belle to take aim and pull that trigger. I thought the kid would be better off dead. Then she made it happen. 
Yeah, I didn't kill that kid. But I let him die because I was bitter. I'm a dismiss without a Jesus. That's the way it should be. Now go on. Fly away from here. All the talking, my mouth was sticking together. I closed my eyes, hoping the robin was done with me. I hoped soon enough I would doze off, because I was too much a coward to step off the chunk of wood on my own accord. The cool breeze would make it easier to slip away. Baby boy, all clean and new, you'll be a man when this is through. But what kind is up to you, a smoking gun or Sunday pew? Broken boy on a gentle wind, both along through grief and sin. Christian name outweighed by then, left to wonder can I mend? Angry man, decisions made, the boy he was forced to pay. Broken actions, debts unpaid, in the dirt a box was laid. Old man buried in the ground, so no longer makes a sound. All that's left is just a mound, cursed to head southward bound. The bitter sweetness of the robin's song slipped away into the wind, seeking shelter from the inevitable death from the nearby hills. My time was almost up. I've answered your question. Go. But you haven't. Do you feel remorse for your actions? I could hear the pack of wolves getting closer. Go! I won't until you answer honestly. With a frantic fluttering of her wings, I knew she could hear them too. I said go! Leave me alone! I won't until you answer honestly. Four of them strolled in like bandits into a village, aware they owned the territory. Already they gathered round me like a pot of beef stew, bubbling over and calling to be consumed. The white wolf joined his friends in surrounding me, one with black fur and the other covered with red dirt. But the other, a sickly-looking wolf, sat watching me, as if expecting me to do something. But there was nothing I could do. It was then that the other three leapt and clawed at me. Gnawing at the unreliable chunk of dead wood I struggled to stand on, I felt the leather of my boots being penetrated by their fangs, and soon my flesh. One good nick to either heel, and I was done. And the pale one just watched and waited. When I felt like I could finally let go, that familiar breeze whisked past my face. The robin had swooped in and was trying to fight for my life. It was only fair I did the same. I jumped off, landing my boot heels squarely on top of the red wolf's head with such force I shook the dirt from his fur 
His yelp floated away into the darkness, and I doubted his return. But my left foot was snatched up, and I was dragged away from the piece of wood my right foot was desperately trying to find. I spotted the robin, avoiding snap after slobbering snap. After an artful dodge, though, she turned to strike the white wolf in the eye, releasing a steady flow of blood and a painful howl. She was as mighty as a hawk, but he retaliated as such, snagging her wing briefly in his teeth. I used what strength I had left to whip my leg and the dark wolf attached to it around, slamming him into his wounded brother like a sack of potatoes. The ground below me was gone. My breathing was held hostage by the rope. The robin used her wing's last bit of magic to return to the branch in front of me. As the wounded wolves return to the void, fixing to take me too, I'm left with the pale wolf patiently waiting for me to fall below. The beautiful bird wanting me to fly. I felt remorse. I'm so sorry. I felt a slight drop, and the pale wolf was nowhere to be found. The ground punched me, and I gasped for air. Having to turn on my side as I sucked in the dust I stirred up meeting the soil, I heard a happy little tweet. Then a voice I thought I had the fortune of never hearing again. A little more theatrical than I intended, but Belinda saves the day nevertheless. <coughs> Cut me loose! <coughs> now what's the magic word? No, you goddamn traitor! <coughs> Easy! Jeepers creepers, Cole. A thank you would be nice. She left you. You left me to die. I was coming back. I couldn't do it right away. Had to make it look convincing. She put death upon your shoulders and used you to get ahead. By waiting for the money to run out? Couldn't find another dumbass mule to replace me? <laughs> Cole, that hurts. Especially since I just saved you from being wolf shit. You don't need her. I think it's time we parted ways. And this time you don't leave me to die. That sound good to you? Now what has come over you? A fucking noose, Belle. I'd say it's enough to make you rethink things. <laughs> you think you can change your life? Cole, you are an Amsel. That's it. I'm not my pops. Stop trying to make me out to be him. That's my boy. Oh, this goddamn bird will not shut up. Belle, no! I'm sorry. If you hadn't had a tangle with that wolf on account of me. I'm sorry. If I had been there for you when you needed me. Her frail body hit the dirt with a soft thud, and yet she still tried to sing. I walked over to her and looked into her eyes. One's fading all too quickly into the darkness. Where I should be. What kind of damn bird tweets in the night? It was driving me crazy. Now can we please go, Cole? Talk this over a couple shots of whiskey? Yeah. Just give me your knife and let me cut this noose off. Here. But why don't you just loosen the knot? Oh. He was 
so close. But he's gone now. I watched as he did unspeakable things to her with that knife. Things no one should have to see one person do to another. Things I tried to beg him to stop doing on account of what happened. But Cole couldn't hear my voice anymore. He was gone now. I should have paid more attention. This is my fault. He picked me up so gently with his warm, blood-soaked hands and placed me in the hollow knot of the tree. I waited for his final words before never seeing him again. He has only two. I tried. I wanted to tell him the truth. Tell him salvation still waited if he chose it. But I cannot utter a single word. If I could, it would be love. No, it would be try. I closed my eyes but a moment, and he was gone from me. My god, you couldn't even recognize her. Oh, sweet mercy, he left her alive. Just barely. The wolf still had some night. I want to wonder where he went, but I knew. A monster rides to Whispering Oaks. A broken boy. An angry man. A cold man who once invited death, but now escorted it. Once half-hearted. Now none. Jailbird. Written by Bo Chapel. Performed by Graham Rowett as Cole Amsel and also as the bank manager. Holly Linden as Belinda Horton and the Robin. Me, Jason Wilson as Sheriff Gilliam. Gabe Templin as Deputy Yoke. And Charlotte Norup as the old lady. The Samantha Winter story was written by Brian Black and performed by Sarah Thomas as Samantha Winters, Graham Rowett returning as Bob. Also returning, Alastair Mackey as Todd, and myself, Jason Wilson, as the Warden. Musical composition was by the maestro himself, J.M. Scherf. Artwork for the episode was by Cassie Pertit. Social media outreach and promotional work was by Brooks Bigley, and Graham Rowett. Audio engineering and sound design is by me, Jason Wilson. Season two is here, and we are super excited to share it with you. We have so much more to deliver. Feel free to leave us a positive review and a rating if you enjoy our content, and consider becoming a patron today to help keep the podcast afloat. We would also like to mention that you can follow us on Twitter at The Grey Rooms Pod. We also have more of a presence in the social media sphere as well, and you can find that information for all of our social media links in the show notes. 
Thanks again ever so much for joining us for Season 2, Episode 1, Jailbird. We look forward to many more of these. And we'll talk to you in a few weeks. <laughs>